dead than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Happy Saturday. Hope you're all doing well. We're doing well here in the middle of this COVID stuff. So, we're all right. Just, you know, people... The only thing I don't like about COVID, because I spend a lot of time at home anyway, is the fact there are more people here spending time with me. Now, I can get used to some people, but a lot of them, I've got two kids, two adults, and me. And it can drive me crazy because of our various personalities. Becky's working at home, my stepson is here, and my two grandsons. So... And it gets, that's when the cabin fever starts setting in after a while. I feel like we're like an extended, it's like when we get snowed in in the winter. You know what I mean? We're okay, we have food and all that stuff, but just bouncing off of other people just kind of drives you crazy sometimes. Especially with all that and four dogs. So, that's that's enough of my complaining. (laughs) Okay, uh, we're going to get all philosophy a philosophy feed again today. And I'm going to talk about plots and plot threads and things like that. And we'll talk about that after this. All right. I'm just, it's one of those revelation things again, maybe, or just, just want to sort of talk this through. Now, prep has always been on my is always on my mind, it seems like. I'm always prepping for something. Or trying to get ideas for something, I should say. And you know how I don't like calling it a plot. I don't like calling it this or that and the other thing. And I finally realized today that what I'm talking about is a plot thread. Now that's what these things are. We are they're not plots like you're writing a book. It's a plot thread. And you attach things to them, like encounters, things like that. And then you put it on the table, and the players attach things to it. Now, I'm explaining it this way because I, got, I want you to realize that if you haven't before, I, this show, I'm always, I'm always in danger of preaching the choir. Because my, philo- well, just because I've told you before, my philosophy is there's always newbies out there, and... So I want to get the impression that anybody can join this show. They don't have to start at the first episode. They can, you just, you know, wherever they are, and they can understand what's going on. Which mean, which means I have a ten, I have a danger of possibly repeating myself. So in the danger of repeating myself, I'm always monitoring myself. But at the same time, I do want to get basic information out there. Or things that I've understood now. I'm understood that I should call the I should refer to them as plot threads, because there's always going to be a through line, or at least there should be a through line going through a game, no matter how improvised it is, no matter how last minute it is, no matter how I put six months of work into this, it is. You have the pieces and you have a thread. You come up with an adventure, that's the plot thread. That's the thing you attach stuff to. The reason you attach things to it is because you can detach things from it. 
it's always got to be modular for me because actually it should be modular for every game master because you cannot control the actions of the players period that's it they can tr- the, and if you if you think of it that I never like to think it as an adversarial relationship if you you know you're always thinking about oh what are the players going to do this I can take a two or three things that can happen but oh man they're always coming in here and you know trying to do different things and putting this just stretching this out of shape no you can't stretch it out of shape it's a plot thread it's going to happen one way or another it may not happen the way you think it's going to happen but it's going to happen okay and don't think of the players as ruining your plot or bending your plot or whatever. It's supposed to be that malleable anyway. So don't think of it as them ruining your plot. Thinking of them as collaborators and contributors to that plot thread. You attach things to the plot thread, you take away things from the plot thread. They attach stuff on it, you have to compensate for it. You have to look at that and go, okay, in that case, the result is going to be this. You are reacting to them. They're going to take whatever they do. You have an encounter. You attach an encounter to a plot thread, okay? You attach an encounter, and then the players will look at that encounter and go, hmm, okay, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, this guy's doing this, this guy's doing that, and you take that into account. The plot thread stays the same. What happens is the reaction of the plot thread or your reaction, your reaction as the narrator. Remember, this is this is the ultimate to me, this is the ultimate purpose of a game master. You are not God, you are not an omnipotent being. You're not even the world at this point. I mean, yes, you are re- you are acting on behalf of the world, okay? You are the narrator. The narrator tells what happens. And in this case, in a game's case, a narrator has to think about, okay, how would the world react to this? How would my world react to this? How would these NPCs react to this? And then you narrate what they do. You've got to think of them as independent entities, just like the players are independent entities. If you set up, if you set up an NPC, that's the thing. It's almost like you, Doctor Frankenstein. If you set up an NPC to be this way, and they are attached to this plot, they are going to react this way in your mind. You're the one who figures out how to do that. So, like I said, it's a plot thread that runs through the entire adventure. It may not it may not look the same at the end. It may be all frayed or over on this side or over on this side or misstitched because once you start tugging on the plot thread, and that means things like railroading or giving them no no choice, things like that. Once you start tugging on that plot thread, it's gonna unravel. The whole thing is gonna unravel. Think of it as a sweater. You knit a sweater, you pull one thread, it all unravels. So that's the way I think of plots. That's the way you should think of plots. Because, like I said, it's a collaborative effort. It happens at the table. You know this. I've said it before. And that's the way you think about it. Because both you and the players can attach things to that plot and take things away from that plot. That's what the encounters are for. That's what the encounters are. They're things. It's like a daisy chain, too. You know, you attach... or, or a 
I can't remember what those things are. The, they used to be jewelry. Um, but anyway, you, you uh, tokens or whatever. Uh, you, you're attaching things to that thread. It's like a clothesline. You're attaching things to that clothesline. You're attaching encounters. You're attaching this. And the plot thread is what happens in the world. And there can be more than one plot thread. But you're dealing... To me, if you want to deal like that, because then the world will have a major plot thread and you have a few minor plot threads. If you want to get that complicated, that's fine. But I always choose one thing at a time. There is a To me, it's, once again... Okay, let me back up here. Several things that are happening. There's a major plot thread through the whole world, and then there's a plot thread of the adventure, which may intersect with the world plot or not. You always got to keep the world plot, you know, what's going on in the world in mind. But that doesn't mean it has to affect your adventure. It only affects your adventure if you want it to affect your adventure. You know, think of back at the, the story arcs of, like, you know, shows and things like that, where... Some shows, they have a major story arc, but not every episode deals with that story arc. Or it may deal with it a little bit, or it may just reference it, or something like that. It may not be, because, you know, there's there's a monster, you, they'll have do a monster of the week, and then they'll do a story arc, and then they'll do another story arc, and then they'll do a monster of the week, blah, 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 you know, right down the line. That's That's what I'm talking about. Keep those threads in mind, but this is your adventure. This is what they're on now. So, and, you know, if you're doing a sandbox, it works the same way. Those things are just scattered out there waiting for them to happen. And sometimes you don't even know there's a thread out there. You might roll a random encounter and build a whole adventure around it. I've done that before. That's fun. Actually, that's a whole lot of fun because I don't even know what's going on. And while, while we're playing it, I'm figuring it out. You know, that's, that is good practice for ad-libbing and improvisation and thinking on your feet. I love that. Anyway... Let us go on. Let us, let us, let me go start my day. And so I will talk to you when I can. And if you want to talk to me, you can get a hold of me at oldmangrognardgmail.com or you can drop me a voicemail on Anchor. We're monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program. And I would thank you. Thanks again to Jonathan Dorje, Wendell Jessen, Oliver Shriek, Gilbert Soares, Juan Carlos Llewellyn, Daniel Reynolds, Dan Gregg, Benjamin Brodell, Jason, and John Al Large. Thank you guys. I appreciate it always. And if you want to hear some good shows, there's Dan Gregg's The Young Grognard Podcast, Y-U-N-G, as in Young Grognard. And there's also Mark C. Walring's The Yawning Albear and Big John Allen Large's The Red Dice Diary. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm-hmm.